Well, hello, everyone. I'm Garrett Weinzerl, and I'm sitting here with Mr. Mark, a.k.a. Terpster Turpin. We're here uh, We're here to talk about the evolution of new media. Oh, it's so new. It's so new. It's much better than that old media. Absol- old media was just like, uh, whereas new media is like, yeah. So, you know, it's evolved a lot, really, since the early days, the primordial soup of new media, when it was just, we just called it media at the time. Um, we didn't didn't really know there was an older existing media, and rather than change it, we just called it new media, uh, a little bit like new Coke. Only we hope it's you know taken off now to the point where you know people prefer it. A lot of people do. A lot of people do. I'm I'm actually so I sh- we should say I'm I'm on a train station right now, uh, just waiting on a delayed train. Uh, it's a commitment to quality that I said to Garrett. You know, it's very important for me to make sure that my audio is top notch. And my attention not diverted. I'm looking at some people run around a car park right now. They're doing exercise. And it makes me feel like almost I've exercised just by seeing them do it. So I'm feeling quite good at the moment. Well, it's kind, but, of, a, it's kind of a testament to the, what we're, what we're going to be discussing now. Because one of the things we're going to start off with is that, you know, it's easier than ever to broadcast and to make content. Uh, so much to the fact that uh, when there are two people <laughs> like you and I with such yeah. uh, extreme time differences between us and we need to get something yeah. done... If we need to make a call from a bus or a train station, we, we, we can yeah. do that. Technically, we can. And again, the audience is saying, sounds windy there. It's hard to hear him. Should he be doing that? No, you shouldn't. But <laughs> at the same time, you've got to realize we're both very important, busy people. <laughs> uh, and we said we'd do this for Todd a while ago, and we both forgot that we were going to do this. Um, and so I'm, you know, I'm just trying to, trying to fulfill a contractual obligation now, guys. Uh, that's a train. If you want to know, that's the uh, that's the twelve fifty eight, and that's heading on to London. So, some of you uh, train enthusiasts out there will say, "Oh yeah, I recognise that. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the one five eight nine five six. Uh, yeah, I remember that one. That's a yeah, an interesting tone. That's you know, that's the sort of stuff you can enjoy through new media. Are There's, there uh, are there train- catering catering for niches that uh, or niches um, that previously. Uh, you just wouldn't have found media for. You know, it would have been a real enthusiast magazine. So there uh, are, maybe. Uh, you're telling me that there are train enthusiasts in England akin to car enthusiasts that can tell oh, what definitely. train it is train by spotters? the sound? Do you not have train spotters in America? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm sure we do. I'm you sure, must I, do. You must do. And that's the thing. But new media allows these interests to be catered for. And you might think like, oh, yeah, but actually how many train spotters are there? Um, you'd be surprised when you when you open it up to a global audience uh, and you've got a product that appeals to the enthusiast of something all of a sudden you have a major entity on your hands that just no one could have foreseen you know in gaming how many games tv shows have there tried to been over the years i mean loads at least in the uk i don't know about american tv um we pretty but, much just had g4 and that was yeah about so it. yeah g4 then there was um, there was uh, 
which was the, previously the tech wire TV. cutters or tech TV or whatever. Yeah, and people tried to do it, but it didn't really work because they were trying to put old, you know, new content, new media content on old media. So there was sign off. There were, uh, you know, people who weren't in touch with the product. There was the time of production. Then there's the audience that wants to connect to it. How do they? Where is it? Whereas new media now with, with YouTube and with Twitter and social media that allows us to connect with like-minded people and find our interests and share a same kind of media space now allows us to make really, really niche sort of podcasts around virtual card games. I mean, it's the sort <laughs> of thing that you wouldn't have thought that you know, you'd have a syndicated radio show about a single digital card game. Um, or just a, just a card game in general, just because the number of people that could have picked that up in that region wouldn't have normally been enough to secure the funding or advertising or opportunity cost that if you just did something a bit more mainstream. Whereas new media just opened up the doors to allow you know fantastic stuff to 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 emerge, and I think that's that's the most obvious evolution. Um, well, I guess genesis of new media in terms of how it's evolved i, I don't know really where we want to take this Garrett, I, I, in terms I think of, a, you know i think a good place to kind of start is is maybe at least just talk about it personally for us where it where it started for us and where yeah. it is now because i know when i started uh, all this jazz i i had no plans for a live stream or to have any video content whatsoever i just wanted to do an audio only podcast and make sure that it, it wasn't complete garbage mm. Um, and I think I think already, I mean, again, if we take that as an evolution, when new media started, it was audio. It was audio. It was, it was shoutcasts. It was podcasts. It was on, uh, like, I'm trying to think of some of the old things. I mean, I'm, I remember I used to listen to stuff on, on, on Winamp, um, kind of as a direct feed. And then iTunes brought in the podcast directory. And, and, and we started to be able to kind of download content that way. And then all of a sudden, YouTube came along, and in glorious 240p, you could watch, uh, you know, really awkward, weird videos that people shot with uh, mini DV cams. And uh, it's, it's 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 surreal how far it's moved. And then you know, we had um, Justin TV and the the uh, UStream come along, and people started, you know, creating live content, uh, Vimeo. Uh, as a platform to share short films, but they started banning video game content around concerns of uh, IP and content, uh, you know, IP infringement. And then Twitch just blew it wide open when it came to live broadcast of video, that as the tech became cheaper and more readily available and the platform existed, it's, it's that whole field of dreams scenario where, you know, if you build it, they will come. And they, they created this platform that allowed you to just do something that was never before possible. You, know, you, you do a, a weekly video production on your loves and interests. I think you know, that's just, just crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely like you said. It completely blew, blew the doors wide open. We we went we went from only having an audio show to all of a sudden, the, you know, Twitch came in and gave us the simplest tool ever to do a live show, which also just immediately started feeding the YouTube monster. We, I mean, YouTube had been around when we when we started, but we didn't do anything with it because it was it was kind of a pain, and it was like, well, the, you know, we're not sure how the podcast format even even functions or exists on YouTube as a medium. Uh, but since we were already making, we were already recording it live on Twitch, 
it was like, well, well, why not just upload it to YouTube? Because honestly, I mean, YouTube is, uh, I, I think, far superior as an archive tool for video content than something like Twitch TV is. Yeah, uh, but even then, Twitch is making big, big moves into video on demand. You know, they've they've got a, a VOD feature they're beta testing at the moment, where they're allowing when your channel's not live, it's rolling old content of yours. And they're trying to make it now into that traditional media model of a of a of a, a cable network where you know I go on to you know a move TV and I start watching old tax stuff along with other people in a shared audience and we're watching it together and and laughing at the same bits. Whereas YouTube's a very isolated solo on video on demand. I'm going to watch this stuff right now. And so there's there's lots of different things going on in in the, in the media today that's. It's, it's interesting to see in this world where no one's done it before uh, how much people innovate or how much they recycle and see, well, how did this work before? Will that work again? And I think it's, 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 it's always interesting now as, as more and more people can do this, um, how much harder it is to do this. When, when we started out, you know, we... I mean, myself, you know, I, I kind of stumbled into, into you know, uh, podcasting um, off the back of um, just, just having a, a love around uh, talking. I love talking all the time, all the time. Garrett's finding that out firsthand now. Uh, just talking <laughs> all the time. Uh, and I found out there was this place, you know, I could do this live and talk about a thing I loved. And other people, you know, they would talk back to me either via IRC or on a show with me. And it was just, it was amazing. It was phenomenal. Now, trying to get that opportunity to, to have an audience, an existing audience that you can talk in front of, is so hard. And it's so hard to break in because it's so saturated. Before, it was a, a bleeding edge of early adopters. Now, it's becoming more and more accepted and mainstream. And, you know, I talk to kids and, you know, say, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And for me, it was like a fireman or an astronaut. And now it's a, it's a YouTuber. You know, they, they want to play video games for a living and or just make videos and, you know, reach an audience. And it's it's so much harder to do. It's I think that's one of the, the, the kind of flip sides of this wide acceptance and growth of new media is now it's 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 less acceptable, uh, uh, accessible even sorry for people to get into and for those new voices and new passions to come out because so many you know niches have been catered for so many people have you know found their their portal to their interest um so i think it's it's this weird world where it's it's easier than ever to do it and at the same time harder than ever to see any success from doing it yeah no i'm i'm, I'm right there with you it's, it's it's become so easy to do that because anybody can do it just about anybody is attempting to do it so it's harder to kind of to carve out your own slice of a of a community um, mm. and and then from a from a monetization perspective the the ad money pot hasn't really grown that much bigger in size with how much bigger the creator side of things has grown so if there was a, a million dollars to go across every single podcast, you know, live broadcast on Twitch um, before when there were 100 people doing it, they all did really, really well. You know, they got like, let's say, you know, uh, $10,000 each um, or $100,000 each uh, if I was to add up. No, that'd be 10. No, 10,000. We'll go with that anyway. Uh, whereas <laughs> now if there's a million people doing it, they all get a dollar each, uh, you know, adjusted for uh, success. But the idea being is that you, you aren't necessarily finding the 
straight easy ways to monetize uh the yogs cast you know, we kind of grew out of uh podcasts hence the name uh and we we started on youtube because that was the easiest way to monetize our content we could put a video up and we could uh enable youtube to sell adverts in front of it and then we got a percentage of those of that revenue so instantly it got to a point where after a few years uh we we were able to do it for a living and that became a job which is you know the dream but to try and do that now when cpms the the money you know per thousand views that you make are lower than they've ever been because everything's split so many ways it you have to really get some real critical levels of success to to start considering about being able to follow and put everything that you can into something and i think that's that's a kind of again a downside as 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 the platform the the genre has grown yeah I mean, that's also I, I feel like that's that's pretty youtube specific as well because we you know we have tools now i mean crowdfunding we have kickstarter we have patreon uh which also weren't here a few years ago mm, true, um, I, true. Mean, I mean kickstarter was but a lot of us had to kind of try and bend it to our will to make it work yeah for an exactly ongoing... kickstarter is like a for a single one-off thing almost it feels like it's built whereas patreon allows you to to have something that recurs yeah. Oh, there's another lo- so, lovely train pulling in. Interest out there. That's the Southwest train. Uh, that's the five seven eight one one. That's heading to London, uh, Paddington. Uh, so there you go. Lovely. <laughs> It does this wonderful, your phone does this wonderful thing, whereas something loud is going by, your your voice gets like more distant and distant, like it's trying to compensate for the noise. I'm running away. Yeah, I like it. But but while while you're running away, you're very calmly trying to describe what what train it is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't want to come across as scared as I actually am. (laughs) Uh, But but I guess guess back to, to Patreon and Kickstarter. Um, I, I I feel like the Patreon discussion almost goes hand in hand with the community discussion because it's kind of nuts how one and the same those two things are now. Because as you as you kind of grow up, you know, a, a funding platform like Patreon, you're also growing uh, a, a very key part of your community. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's um it's amazing kind of how you can have a, a passionate core support something. Um, that previously would have required, uh, you know, twenty times the the number of of, uh, of engaged audience, and I think it, it opens the world up to to to. to I mean, it's, it's still tricky because you still need to have some level of success uh, to be able to to do it well. I mean, I think you know when you look at, um, I mean, we do it with hypothetical help. So on that one, we we're asking for five hundred dollars for every episode which was was interesting i i I found from the kind of the community around yogs cast of fans that kind of heard about they're like why the hell do you want that much money surely surely it doesn't cost you know you've already got all the kit you're already doing this um and then whereas the the frog pants uh audience were were far more like yeah man i'm just happy to support it i want that show back for me personally, that's like what a dollar an episode or fifty cents, depending on what I want to do. I'm I'm happy with that, and I think even within different communities, I think they respond to different uh, monetization and supporting options. Twitch, you see a lot of people out there are very uh, kind of open about doing donations, and it's just a straight up, hey, here's some money. I know you didn't necessarily ask for any fixed amount or anything like that, but I just wanted to give back, and I think that 
those different communities respond differently uh, to all those different platforms. I think it's, I guess, a question of what you're used to. Um, or again, how, how old your audience is. If your audience is you know, of an age where they have a job, they may value what you're doing and be able to reward you for that with some cash money, uh, which is always appreciated. Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting too because like there's no there's no guidebook for this. It's going to depend on on what, uh, <laughs> like what platform you are using to get your content out there. And in, in some cases, you know, like like you know us over on your trigger, we're using multiple platforms. Um, and you kind of you need to navigate each and every one, uh, in, like kind of you need to cater to it differently depending on what it is. Um, and it's it can be it can be overwhelming at times, especially when you're just you know getting started. Yeah, definitely. I, I think. So that the the kind of the evolution we've seen now is is more and more uh, YouTubers and and Twitch uh, broadcasters are looking to uh, direct funding from um, games companies and and brands. Uh, you know, we call them internally brand deals. Um, so, for example, you know, Coca Cola might come to us and say, "Hey, here's a hundred thousand uh, dollars for you guys to drink Coke every time you're doing a, a vlog." Or it might be um, Tetris comes to us and says, here's a, here's a billion dollars to play Tetris uh, on, on your channel. Uh, and so those, those sorts of relationships are becoming more and more common and to an extent more and more accepted as people understand how the business works. And there's certainly an issue around disclosure and how much uh, you as a, a broadcaster communicate to your audience how and what is being funded and what that means to the content you have on, on the whole. Um, so it's, uh, that's a, a new and evolving space that's, um, I think, going to be more and more of a contentious topic uh, as, as people blur lines. Uh, and it's, it's happened in the past, and I think it's, uh, it's, it's going to be one of those things where some people, for example, turn to Patreon as a, hey, this is my way to stay impartial. You guys give me the money and in return, I will only give you my honest answer and response and opinion because I won't take any money from brands. Whereas other people, and you know, this is ourselves, you know, we, we just decide ethically we only want to work with brands that we like and enjoy. And in essence, we're trying to get money for doing stuff that we would have done anyway. Um, so it's just the reality of business, I guess, as, as you grow and as other revenue streams shrink, you have to look to different opportunities along the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, that's what we did with, with Patreon on the podcast. Cause you know, in the early days of podcasts, we were constantly going out and, and trying to find any type of sponsor we could. And, and the deals weren't always that great. Uh, actually they weren't, I'll just tell you straight up. No, they, no exactly. They I mean, were terrible. Making money on a podcast is the hardest thing there's no built-in tools uh soundcloud does some monetization options in terms of for every you know every thousand streams you get such and such point of a percent of an overall pot um but like often you'll see you know sponsored by audible or sponsored by uh you know doghouse systems or something like that you'll find certain companies that crop up on a lot of podcasts because they get it and they're happy for the sort of response they get from that but I think the problem with, with digital and new media in general is it's too honest. You can tell exactly how many people have watched and enjoyed. So we're just seeing this, the first Great Western there, that was going to Swansea. Um, so um, you can see it, 
actually how many people have interacted with an advert, how many people have clicked through, how many people bought the product that was being advertised. And so it's, 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 it's almost too honest when you compare it to the old media where they had these massive inflated prices for, say, a magazine cover, uh, where, you know, how many people actually view that? What difference does that make? A billboard, for example, you see a big billboard on your way to work. Does that make you buy a product? I don't know. I'd like to think not, but then maybe it does. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, know, obviously... about, I don't know about you, uh, Terpster, but when I drive by the giant billboard by my house that's advertising vasectomies, I really want to yeah. get a vasectomy. Exactly. I'm all about, let's, let's do it. Let's get the snip. Let's make it happen. And then I realized later, hang on, that was advertising. Uh, but it's those, those big billboards, they cost a lot. And people pay a lot for those. And yet they don't for, for new media necessarily because they don't get it. And what will happen is that all the people listening to this who are young guys growing up in the world, going to go out and get jobs, they should hopefully, some of them should end up in the advertising world. And they will say, you know what? You know where we should be advertising? We should be going to podcasts. You know, there's so many people. I love podcasts. I listen to them all the time. You know, it's, my, it's a great way to do it. And things are beginning to change as the millennial and podcast generation grows up through the ranks of the of the world and starts to reallocate where they think the marketing and uh, advertising budget should be spent so things change i guess as they evolve new media i'm just trying to say all the words now <laughs> all the buzzwords from turf yeah. thank you yeah thank you synergy <laughs> Oh well, that's uh, that, that's that's great. Well, I've uh, I've enjoyed this. I've enjoyed this little chat. Do we, any... I, I've I've got nothing else really. My train's coming soon. Uh, but obviously, even if it wasn't coming soon, I'd still make sure I completed all of the uh, you know what we set out to. But I think we have. I think we just happened to coincide beautifully. Um, so I would say, firstly, thank you to everyone who helped support Alpha Geek and their uh, donation drive thing. Uh, what was it? That was on. What was that? Was that Indiegogo? I believe. I, I believe that was Indiegogo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'd also so, like to just yeah. thank Alfie Radio because they help us out so much across all of oh, our yeah. shows. Um, especially, geez, anytime we have to go somewhere and do anything live, uh, Todd is always yeah. there with bells on to make sure that we can actually broadcast to everyone. I, I exactly just echoing that really. You know, they do a great job, and you know, just recently BlizzCon, you know, made it amazing. You guys had, you know, Ben Brode. Uh, turn up and uh, laugh into a microphone uh you know that's the sort of thing that um those guys are helping to facilitate and it's magical so thank you to to you guys for supporting them and uh, thank you to them for supporting us absolutely well thanks again uh, thanks again terpster it's been uh, lovely <laughs> no talking worries. to you and thank uh, you thank you very much and you know apologies for the for the wind um uh, that's you know the the weather that is not not my gassy farting i don't think that gets picked up as easy on this mic but who knows we'll find out I guess we will. Have a good one, everyone. Cheers. Bye-bye.